When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ben, and you're listening to the Sound Logic Podcast. This is Mike. Each episode, we discuss one of music's greatest albums from Rolling Stone Magazine's Top 500 list. Brought to you by two guys with no credentials. The, one of the great things for having your voice in this episode is that you have a background with this album, whereas Mike and I basically began listening to it uh, you know, in the weeks since we started this project. So do you have any memories of... Uh, how you discovered this record, um, what your first experiences were with it, what your initial impressions were? I was a major, uh, I was obsessed, I guess would be the appropriate term, um, with the band called Joy Division in high school. Uh, I don't know how familiar uh, people are with that band. It's New Order uh, formed uh, out of uh, Joy Division. Joy Division uh, it's from Manchester, England. They started around 79, 78. They were part of that kind of post-punk movement. Um, uh, they were, mm. anyways, uh, their lead singer, Ian Curtis, uh, um, killed himself. And that's after he committed suicide prior to them starting their uh, world tour, their first world tour. Um, the band sort of regrouped with a new member and became New Order. Um, but yeah, they, they only did two full albums and there were a couple things that, you know, there was kind of catalog that was released after they passed away some peel sessions, stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but that band, uh, actually on one of their, one of their albums, uh, this out, al- this double album called still, um, at the, I think it's at the end of one of their concerts, they cover sister Ray, which is a velvet underground tune off of a later, but later song, uh, I mean a later album than this one. And um, it's just this kind of, there's a certain force to the Velvet Underground that you hear on some of these songs, um, on this first one. This kind of just driving, just kind of unstoppable force. And you hear that, um, that repetitive kind of, we're just going to do a thing. We're just going to, you know, whatever you want to say, sit in the pocket and... um, so, uh, so yeah, that, that, and that's what kind of, at some point I got this album, I think, uh, you know, I went to the local mall and they had a cassette of it and, uh, with the banana on it, but you know, of course it couldn't peel at that point. It was, you know, this was finer. It was, a, it was, uh, but yeah, I remember, <laughs> and I remember, you know, I had this, this cassette for a while and at some point, um, I was listening to it and I just thought, this kind of sounds like, you know, fifties rock and roll. You could hear like for me, I was always tying it to this kind of post-punk movement um, yeah. in England in the seven in the late seventies, and that was kind of how I referenced it. That was that was my access into it, and um, and how much those bands kind of uh, were tied to it. And then I also saw the uh, you know for me I was like oh and this is where they got that's this is you know I hear I heard a little Beach Boys in there I heard the uh, the things that mm-hmm. kind of they they took. And that, you know, that, that was like five or six years later. I was like back from college and the cassette tape happened to be in my parents' car or something, you know, and, and I was listening to it and I was driving down the, driving down the road right by that mall again. And there it was. So. Wow. 
That's great. I, Joy Division um, is a band that I have for much of my life. Well, no, I shouldn't say much of my life. Ever since I got into uh, Christian punk, I, I was a huge fan of the, the record label Tooth and Nail and uh, all the stuff that they put out, MXPX in particular. But there was a band that was on Tooth and Nail called Joy Electric. And for some reason, Joy Electric oh, and yeah. Joy Division <laughs> just got crossed in my head. And so, um, yeah, I yeah. think I think I've done a disservice to Joy Division by assuming that they were a, <laughs> a Christian punk band from the late 90s. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing! That's a no. That's a huge disservice. Um, I remember I was uh, when I went to school. I did um, I did uh, tech support. Um, like uh, you know how you what do they call it when you're in college and you get a little job? It's called uh, work uh, work study. Work study. Yeah. yeah, and it's just random jobs around, right? Like making copies or whatever. I got hooked up with the AV crew, so I would set up sound systems and stuff for little concerts. And we hosted uh, um, a Christian industrial band, and I, and my impression as someone who can who had lived in the kind of lived in the industrial world through high school, and then moved into this kind of techno world in my college <laughs> years, right, was I was really impressed with how nicely cut the mohawks were in the christian <laughs> punk scene <laughs> right like they went to like actual hairdressers and like and like and like had a mohawk done versus like most people in the industrial scene like had their friend cut their hair and it was like a total mess but at, <laughs> at the christian industrial show everybody was like really well capped and yeah, the, you know the leather jackets were were nice, and like if there was artwork on there, it was very. Anyways, so they're mom stitched on the patches. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's it was, funny. Right, whereas like at a real punk show, they were the the patches are rage stitched yes. on. And, um, <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Me too, mom. So very different energy. We were just we were discussing this dynamic uh, a few albums ago when we were talking about. Um, the Clash's London Calling album. We both discovered this album sort of after our MXPX days. And, you know, like that, missing that musical history <laughs> and diving right into the Christian punk genre really messed with our minds because, you know, we thought we were experiencing this revolutionary music that was brand new. You know, it was like, you know, we moved from like mm. Michael W. Smith into um, this stuff that felt you know, we could still get it in a Christian bookstore, but it felt like dangerous and outside of the margins and um, did, did not have any sense at all about like what had come before and and why it was important and why, how it ended up sounding like this. Um, so, yeah, huh. it, it's interesting how these journeys take us in different kinds of directions and ways. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Any memory of what that industrial band was? Oh, I'm trying to remember what they were. It was pretty decent. Um, they were. It was at that time in industrial music in the '90s when, like, you had a drummer and a drum machine. Um, you know, that was like the cool thing was like live drumming and a drum machine. And uh, I so meta, meta. Yeah, yeah. And and so like the, you know, it was just it was just kind of a. I feel like that's kind of torturing a drummer though. You know, what I mean, I just think it's cool. An unusual punishment for a drummer, because <laughs> they don't really get to, you know, they just, they just, they just end up being the, the like Sue drum machine, you know, like a Sue chef, like, is help. Right. Um, 
I, I really wish I could That's remember right. that name because I, really I enjoyed funny. it. I thought the music was pretty solid. Um, but but yeah, I'm actually now I'm kind of curious, like um, what uh, if any of Joy Division's uh, albums got on the uh, got on the 500. Oh, we can pause here and take a look. Uh, Closer, their second album. It looks like. You found it. I can't see what. I, yeah, I can't see how long it's going to be though till you get there. Might be, might be at the end of the decade. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, and the, we get to the end of 500, and then we have to go back and listen to the albums that were cut from the 2003 right. version of this list. Right. So it really can go on forever. Right. Well, closer I, at 157. Yeah. yeah well, the, the, that's the only sort one. Sort of reachable. Um, well, and then the other thing is that I noticed is one of the more interesting. Uh, there's a list from Rolling Stone called the hundred greatest debut albums. Ooh. Yeah. And and that one's pretty exciting for some reason like like Joy Division's first album uh, Unknown Pleasures, the one that has that like black and white little line drawing on it. Um that is on there. The yeah yeah yeahs are on there like some really um anyways, stuff that probably they must bring in they must bring in different people for each of these lists because like we're pretty convinced that number uh, number eleven on this list, uh, Elvis Presley's "The Sun Sessions," is on there um, specifically for one song. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank on the track now. That's all right, Mama. That's all right, Mama. Yeah. Sort of the origin of rock and roll in some people's mm-hmm. minds. Um, but that's all right, Mama. On the top 500 greatest songs of all time, is ranked mm-hmm. like number 365 or yeah, something. Yeah, so yeah. it's not enough of the album it's on to bump it all the way to uh. near the top. And you know, as the sort of origin of rock yeah. and roll, but in the the greatest songs, it gets no, I mean, <laughs> knocked yeah. way down. So who knows how these yeah. things are created? But yeah, um, yeah, we're digging apart some of their flaws in this project. <laughs> So I mean that's so that's how I entered into uh, Velvet Underground. I mean that's a little bit of what, what drew me into it is just this kind of uh, periphery, you know, this way of being that's just different and gritty. Um, I also I also uh, really deeply appreciate the authenticity uh, of the stuff. Like I mean they're just kind of writing about what's going on, um, even though it's horrible uh, what's going on. Um, <laughs> they're uh, they're just writing about what's going yeah. on, and there's something uh, yeah, there's some power. Yeah. If you like what you hear, subscribe on your favorite podcast app and write a review. Send us a message at our Facebook page, on Instagram, or through our SoundLogic Podcast Twitter feed. Thanks for listening.